You're listening to This Hong Kong Life, a podcast of stories and conversations with everyday youth across Hong Kong. Every week, we bring you episodes that reflect the unique bilingual nature of our city's culture, sharing the voices and thoughts of young people growing up and living in the city we call home. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Sky. I'm from Kelly, and today I'm really excited to have one of my new friends to join the show today. Hey everyone, uh, so this is Lewis, and uh, I was born and raised in Hong Kong, and I went to an international school, and since then I've been having fun. <laughs> You've been having fun. Can you define fun and what fun it looks like for you? Uh, fun, 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 fun. That's a different. I mean, everyone has their own interpretation, but I'm more of a sporty person. So, like from a young age, um, I, I have two siblings, both of whom uh, play basketball and does sports in general. And we've also been very active, like throughout our childhood. So then, that's what fun means to me: uh, just being outside, just playing to your hearts out, and then just enjoying each other's company as siblings and as friends. So it sounds like you're quite close with your family. Um, is that something that uh, you guys have been able to maintain all these years? Uh, I think I think so, but obviously with uh, with life, not everything is certain. So I mean, uh, brother who's just recently married, who's you know he's had to have some sort of departure to a certain extent, and also my sister who's working, you know she has her own life, so she's busy in her own way. So our closeness always hasn't always been the same way, but uh, we still do maintain contact and just try to keep in contact with as much as possible. What's it like being the youngest? What was it like growing up being the youngest child? Hell, it's been hell. Essentially, uh, I mean, being the youngest, you're the one who gets bullied. You're the one who gets uh, made to run errands, and the one who's always on the receiving end of you know punishments from your siblings, i.e., being beat or even being fooled or even being tricked around. So, I mean, being uh, tricked around. Can uh, you tell me more about that? <laughs> being tricked. I mean, in terms of being the receiving end of a practical joke. So, I mean, there was this one time where I think my brother, who uh, who was being a very Not a very kind person with uh, explaining things to me, and one day I came across the word uh, repel. And my brother, being the jokester he is, he's always pushing me away and just like telling me to get off, like just get lost. And little did I know the word repel actually meant go away, right? So, and there was this instance where I found where I came across the word repel for the first time and asked my brother, "What does repel mean?" And he said, "Go away." And I'm like, what do you mean go? Away? You tell me, no, you tell me the definition of repel. And he's like, go away. I'm like, no, 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 no. You gotta tell me the clear definition. What does repel mean? And he's like, no, it means go away. I'm like, no. <laughs> and then after that, my sister came in and was like, it actually means go away. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay, right, okay. Um, thanks for that. <laughs> it sounds like you guys did have fun though. You know, even in that kind of situation. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we've had our ups and downs, but uh, generally we're close, and we've always had each other's backs, and we'll probably continue to do so. So, would you say sports was the thing that you know, as siblings, you were really able to get to know one another and interact with one another most? Uh, yeah, I would uh, for sure. I would say so, just because uh, growing up, I mean, we didn't really have video games around or even uh, other sort of games to say. So we've really only had each other as company. Growing up in a relatively big house, a large house, uh, we had a back garden where we had uh, hoops to shoot around. And so my brother started off playing uh, shooting hoops around, and then he started becoming more serious. 
serious about it. And me being the younger brother who always wanted to follow in his footsteps, did the same thing and always just bugged him, annoyed him. And I mean, I honestly had a great time just because I was there to annoy him and just have fun. But he was always there being on the receiving end of you know being annoyed. So I think uh, I think over time we sort of came. I think we sort of. Uh, joined in terms of the mindset, just play alongside one another and just have fun. And what he does, I will probably follow and copy. Obviously, him being the older one、uh, and obviously being the bigger person,、uh, he's had the advantage the whole time. But as of recently, you know, purity has hit.、Uh, you know, it's about time I took. I took charge in terms of showing who's alpha around the house in terms of <laughs> basketball. So that's good, I will say. Yeah. So it sounds like you and your siblings are really close, indeed.、Um, is there a reason for that? Uh, yeah, for sure.、Uh, so growing up,、uh, my parents were working majority of the time, and with the three of us,、uh, there's three of us obviously,、uh, we were always forced to play with one another. And so I think from that forced interaction, it sort of just blossomed into something that was more willing and more compromising. I would say,、just、at the end of the day, we got along some way somehow. I'm sure there's always times for conflicts. What is the thing do you think that really kind of helped you guys through those conflicts? Having a third person in the picture. I mean, obviously, if you had two person, it's very difficult to have issues solved. But when you had the third sibling, it certainly makes things easier, just because there is like an adjudicator、uh, who was impartial to a certain extent. But you know, sometimes siblings, there's always a favorite. So. Me being the favorite because I'm always younger, so things always were in my side.、Uh, so in that sense, it was fine. Yeah. Yet another reason why it's good to be the last child. Well, besides being on the receiving stick of you know pranks and jokes, but yeah, sure, that, right, that's always, that's right. That, that's always good. <laughs> yeah. Earlier, you were using the words、uh, repel. It makes me think of SAT words. Did you have to do the SAT when you were in secondary school? Uh, for me, no, because our school was UK system, so we did the GCSEs instead and the IB. So thankfully, one way or another,、uh, the SATs weren't for me. So thankfully, I can say I didn't do it. Yes. Yeah. What was that process like for you to decide graduating from secondary school and choosing a university?、Uh, I think. That the jump wasn't really too difficult for me, just because、uh, I had my parents to rely on in terms of indicating where to go. Because you know, as like a seventeen, as a sixteen, seventeen, or eighteen-year-old, you're just clueless. I mean, obviously, you would say, "Oh, I want to do this," and you also have your own ideas. But I think at the end of the day, your parents always have your best interests at heart. So I mean, them being the more older person and the more wise and with more experience, I think it's appropriate to go along with what they say. But obviously, where the situation comes up, where it's just not too Comforting or too suitable for you, I think you do have to raise a voice. So, what did they say or suggest to you at the time?、Uh, be smart. Just think it through. You think of it, and then if you have any、uh, problems, just raise it, and then we'll walk it through.、Mm-hmm. And I didn't really have any problems because I was honestly, I felt like I was an airhead, so I was just going along with what my parents said, and that was probably the better choice I could make. Yeah. So, with what you're studying now,、um, what are you thinking about doing? Uh, so I'm currently studying law. So one of the top three Asian subjects. <laughs> 
for parents. <laughs> but uh, so obviously going into law, I mean, uh, my parents always had the notion that you know if you study accounting, you don't necessarily have to be accountant. If you study uh, law, you don't necessarily have to be a lawyer. Uh, so with that being said, uh, at first it was actually my parents' idea to actually get me into law, just because it offers a very good perspective of life and also in terms of society. Just so you have a fundamental of you know how to protect yourself. I mean, in terms of equipping yourself with the law and you know it's being versatile as it is. So in that sense, it was really nice to know the law. But to be honest, at the first, I I wasn't really too happy about it, just because you know it's not something I wanted to do like I wholeheartedly. But、uh, going through the first semester,、uh, realizing that it's actually not too bad as it is,、um, and then I just. Sort of, I can't really say I fell in love with it, but I'm I'm actually okay with it, and I'm actually considering a journey in terms of being a lawyer. So that's what I'm trying to fight for right now. That's really cool. But at some point, was there something else that you were also thinking about doing other than law?、Uh, yeah, for sure.、Uh, prior to going into law school, I was again, as I have to emphasize again, I always felt like an airhead, and sports and like physical education PE was always one of the strengths I had. So I actually thought about going into、uh, physiotherapy or even being a chiropractor. So that was pretty fun, but、uh, that was quickly shot down by my parents, being the Chinese stereotype that they, they fit into.、Uh, so physiotherapy. And chiropractorism, if that's even a word, didn't work out, and law became the first priority then. <laughs> well, it sounds like you are actually enjoying a little bit about what you're studying.、Um, have you come across some interesting concepts that you found? Eh, I didn't know about this before, and thought was really cool.、Um, yeah, for sure. I mean. The more interesting topic that stood out to me was criminal law, in terms of understanding、uh, what the minds behind the criminal offense, and also how to adjudicate and determining whether a person is guilty or not guilty. So there's like the mental element and also the physical act of doing it. So I think that really stood out to me in terms of、uh, be- being interesting in that sense. Yeah.、Um, there's always this like stereotype that people who are studying law also watch. You know, a lot of these law-based TV shows. Are you somebody who does that as well now? Well,、uh, as much as I hate to agree with you, that is true. <laughs> I mean, I've had my fair share of watching、uh, legal dramas. I think mainly from the states, but also the ones from Hong Kong, which I will not. Name because I just don't know their names, but、um, yeah, I mean those sort of elevate or even glorify law or even lawyers. But I think at the end of the day, it's not as glorious as you think it is because、uh, sometimes you also have to consider the emotional aspects and consider、uh, the clients and also the other person or the other party's、uh, background in terms of the situation and how they came about it. So, such as criminal law, you know, sometimes uh, stealing uh, for the sake of you know survival、uh, might sound might sound like a reason. Reasonable thing to do because it's for survival, but in the eyes of the law, it's not. So that is still a criminal offense at the end of the day. So there's always that conflict between,、uh, you know, what's right, what should be done, and also what's right in the eyes of the law. So I think there's quite contrasting opinions, and yeah. That's really cool. As you were talking, I was just thinking. You know, if somebody who's listening to us now is is thinking, or maybe their family is thinking about them t- studying law, what do you think are some of the considerations that they should keep in mind when they are making that decision? Uh, it really depends on whether you're pursuing a bachelor degree or a master's program, because bachelors are relatively. Less expensive, I would say, just because it's a more annual basis in terms of fees. But、uh, it, but for master's program, it's quite it's more pricey, just because it's they do it per credit. So I mean, if financial independence is not really 
an issue to you, then by all means go for it. But if finance is a problem for you, I think you should really consider because it is a long road to say. It's probably like three to five years if you're doing bachelors.、Uh, quickest is three if all goes well,、mm-hmm. and that's only completing the education part and not even practicing yet.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really helpful. Thank you for sharing that. So, with、um, schools being suspended, how has this、uh, affected you?、Uh, I think it's actually affected me in a positive way, just because、uh, I don't have to make the trip in and out of the house and you know waste time on commuting to school and back. But、uh, it's generally been a good thing for me, just because I've been cooped up at home, just generally just focusing on my studies and being antisocial as I am. And it's actually made things a lot more flexible and a lot more convenient, just because classes are sometimes being pre-recorded, and so I can make my schedule a lot more flexible in that sense, and just frees up a lot of things. I can do more and get more done in this period of time than compared to if I had to adhere to like a more uh, strict, uh, confined schedule as it is. Yeah. So you're somebody who actually is working better with this type of flexible schedule. I'll say sure, just because I'm okay with either way. Because I mean, if there's a set schedule, obviously make things easier to plan around. But、um, on the other hand, if it's a set schedule, you obviously have to follow it, and sometimes it's inconvenient because you might want to do things that you normally cannot. So I'm okay with either way. So a lot of people have been talking about the coronavirus or COVID nineteen. Our theme for this season is sort of what has this kind of got you thinking about?、Um, what's been on your mind during this time? As with other people, I think certainly the aspect of contracting it is obviously certain in their mind or even imminent, just because、uh, how dense Hong Kong is as it is already. So I think for me, it's just really more of thinking about、um, how to really prevent it or even rethinking whether it's really necessary to go out. Is the event that I'm going to really worth like possibly contracting it? But besides that,、uh, I think it's really put things into perspective for me, just because it's given me more time to think about the people around me in terms of family and friends, and you know the, how I can help. Uh, one another. There has been a short supply of masks and hand sanitizer and all those sort of things. So it certainly bonds people in a way that that you wouldn't really expect it. Just because three months ago, no one would probably be thinking about fighting for masks. So I think that's really helped us to bond, regardless of how weird it is. And also another thing is thinking about the welfare or the well-being of other people. Just because、uh, you know death is probably. Around as you know, it comes and go. So it really makes you think about、uh, how you want to interact with other people, and like you know, just moving forward, how you want to live your life to a certain extent. I think it's quite interesting. You know, during this time, a lot of people have been circulating a lot of social media stuff. You know, just what you were saying earlier about health tips and all that. Do you find yourself going on social media even more during this time to get information? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, you want to be updated with the most recent news or the most updated news in terms of you know what the situation around the world as well as、uh, Hong Kong. We reported like the fourth death, I think, in Hong Kong, an elder male who contracted the disease and wasn't able to fight it off. So you would obviously want to be、uh, updated with the most recent news. But there's also the aspect of filtering out what is read, what you believe to be true, just because in every situation there's always pranksters, trollers, you would say. So I think it's very important that we verify. Your resources, as well as the details and the content contained within. Interesting that you point that out. I mean, so you are somebody who grew up with the internet generation. Do you think you naturally, because you've grown up with it, are more savvy online than any other generation? 
Compared to the elder generation, I would say so. But within the generation, I think I would say I'm one of the more slower ones, just because the only thing I look to is really、uh, the authority. I mean, Forbes and other well-established newspaper companies or sources—they、uh, provide authority. So I think those are very compelling. But there's also the more shady ones or the less known ones that you have to go into. So obviously, we always want to. Look into the better side of things. So sometimes when a shady source says one thing on reaction, I would say, "Oh, that's really nice. That's you know that it, it provides a bit of optimism and a sense of hope." But、uh, you always have to go back and double check and cross reference with other sources whether this is consistent. And if not, then then I guess that optimism is no longer there, and you just have to face reality for what it is. Yeah. So just a fun question right there: Are you a Facebook, Insta, or a Snapchat person? Facebook, Insta, Snapchat is just not for me. Just because I have no friends to Snapchat with. <laughs> you've you've done Snapchat. Oh, I've had my fair share. It's just I was so lonely. <laughs> Speaking of social media, what is the craziest thing that you've seen you or your peers kind of get into recently?、Uh, I think a while back there was a Tide Pod challenge where. A Tide Pod challenge. What is that? Yeah, so Tide Pods are essentially little pods or little packets that you would put in your washing machines to wash your clothes. And、um, there was a challenge going on where I think people were eating them for some reason. But what was the challenge to see how many you could eat? Uh, I don't think it was how many. It's just the fact that you could eat one, and that was just a challenge, like to, just to show that you're capable of eating a Tide Pod. Wow, that's so interesting. Why do you think people were doing that? Uh, I think. For attention, in terms of seeking、uh, internet fame, just because social media has really taken off in terms of impacting our lives or even the, our generation、uh, with the likes and the hearts and all that good stuff that comes along, I think people crave that attention and really just want to attract attention to themselves for the fame or for the celebrity status in that sense. Yeah. So with you know what's happening with the coronavirus now and everyone moving online with school, do you think that just furthers that more? That's a good question,、um, but I think as of right now, I don't think there's any new internet sensation challenge that will come with the COVID nineteen or coronavirus during this time, because given how、uh, the countries have responded recently, I think the threat、uh, people are taking more seriously. So it, it, it's a threat to be reckoned with. So at this point, I don't see people pranksters or trollers、uh, doing anything too crazy at this point in time. Yeah. So maybe when it dies down, that's probably when. Things start to appear up, but in the meantime, while we're still reaching the peak, I think at this point in time, we're safe from such challenges. From your own experiences and growing up here in Hong Kong,、um, and just kind of the things that you've been thinking about, what is something that you would want to say to a fellow university student or somebody who's younger than you? Some tips or some thoughts, you know, to share during this time. Um, on a fun note, honestly, just hide your kids and lock the door. Lock the door and hide the kids. Just. Be anti-social as possible, and just refrain from going out. <laughs> But、uh, on a more serious note, I think you just have to be smart. Just play it smart. Play the long game. I would say. Think whether it's worth it. You know, if you're just going out for something that's trivial, then why bother? You know, why even bother waste a mask on that? You know. On another note,、um, I would say. Try to stay in more well-ventilated or outdoor areas, just because、uh, you know it's it's the chances of contracting something in a more stuffy area is higher than 
compared to you being outside with the wind blowing and get, getting some fresh air as well. So on that note, I would say just try to stay in well-ventilated areas and stay outdoors. Stay outdoors. I mean, if you need to be going out, then try to stay outdoors where there is like air ventilation and wind going on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, so if there is any teenagers out there, you know, what is something that you would say to them? Don't be reckless. That's it. Just don't be reckless. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Louis, for joining us today. Uh, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening. This Hong Kong Life is an initiative of Kelly Support Group. We are a youth organization empowering young people to reach their full potential in Hong Kong. If you like the show, please subscribe and get new episodes every week. We would love to hear from you. Nominate yourself or a friend to share next or drop us a note at hklife at kely.org. That's hongkonglife at kelly.org. See you next time.